You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Right, everyone it's time for the next episode of the ice cold takes podcast on today's episode we'll talk about zach jones's play in his young career lexis lafreniere getting po- promoted to the first line and a preview for the game against the islanders on thursday so we'll start with zach jones kuriakos you're a defenseman zach jones is a defenseman what have you seen that you've liked from him so far yeah um i think to be honest with you i think his first game was a little shaky <laughs> um not gonna lie um, in the who's, defensive zone, what's up? Who's whose first game isn't besides like Matthews or McDavid? No, that's that's fair, especially for a defenseman too. Right. Um, there's definitely a lot of nerves <laughs> going into that game. Um, so he he definitely there was some situations where he was put in that first game that were kind of unfair <laughs> for a first for for a player in his first game to be put in. Like I I think there was a this weird two on one situation that developed where he was kind of caught in the middle of, of defending the, the, the pass or the player. And it was, and it wasn't like a normal two-on-one situation where he kind of had someone back, but there wasn't good enough communication. So, but I think he handled it decently well. Um, They didn't score off the chance. So I guess that's a win. Um, But I think going forward from that game, he's definitely looked a lot more comfortable. Um, I think he, he, he's, played well in his defensive zone he got his first point the other day it's pretty nice nice little uh muscle show there after the game (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think I think overall you got to just be patient with his development I think especially um coming off uh, a full season um with UMass so um I think that he's he's primed and ready to play and he's only going to get better I think he's going to be a good player. I think he'll be a good defenseman. One thing that I, I really liked is, you know, pretty much what you just said that he corrected himself. So like he made a mistake and this was the other night. I'm not sure if it was the last game against Buffalo or if it was the first game against Buffalo. I'm pretty sure it was the second one against Buffalo because there was like a breakaway. Uh, he got caught in, in the, the offensive zone and then he, he skated back um, or he made a, he might've made a turnover and uh, he came back and, and he prevented the shot on um, it was, it was reader. I think, I think it was okay. reader. Yeah. He was charging the net and uh, he poked, he poked it off of him without taking a penalty. So that was pretty impressive. Uh, he's uh, obviously it looks really young, like, like baby face young <laughs> as do most of the Rangers, except for Lafreniere, like Lafreniere looks like he's, you know, like Dude, that beard. <laughs> yeah, I know. The beard throws everybody off. Um, but I'm very um surprised, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm happy with how, how Zach Jones has been playing. 
And a lot of people are saying that they're, they're giving uh, Lieber Hayek the, the, the shit end of the stick. I, I mean, I don't understand it. I think he's playing well this year. Um, I'd rather have Hayek in there than Potato, to be honest. Potato's awesome. I like Potato, but, you know, that, that, that game against the Islanders it pretty much sold us. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have the best showing in the Islanders game, to be honest with you. And I've been a major advocate for Libor Hayek this year. I think he's looked much better than I expected him to. And um, you could tell, like, obviously his skating ability was always there. He was always a great skater. Um, but I think he's definitely picked up with the way he handles the puck in the defensive zone. Um, so I think he's done a really, really good job this year. Uh, but I can't. Like, like when we had uh stack guy Steven on here, like, yes, Libra Hayek has had a, had a good season, but like, it doesn't make sense why guys like Reunanin aren't playing, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, exactly. Why guys like Jones aren't playing, yeah, yeah. I and see. I don't, I, I honestly don't really get the decision to put in Jones over Reunanin, to be honest with you. Really, okay, I mean, I mean, like, like you're gonna take a guy that that fresh out of college and you're going to throw him in the NHL over a guy that you've had play for you before that's played well for you before. I don't really get it. Like I agree. Zach Jones has been playing well. Like I'm not taking anything away from him, but like, I don't get the decision where you take a, a guy that like hasn't tasted at all the NHL and throw him in rather than like giving someone else the chance that's proven they could do it. Right. I like, mean, I don't... has played one game in the NHL. No, fair, fair. He's an experienced as, as as jones but i i i kind of see what you're saying like jones is fresh off of well he's not fresh actually he he's just played in a lot of meaningful games which is like for him that's pretty much playoff hockey because in college he was fighting for the championship they won and reunion is just playing minor league games so like reunion would be fresh more fresh than uh than jones i think they'll go back to reunion in because there's uh probably a limit to how many games jones can play before it burns a year off his contract oh uh, yeah want to keep that fresh and want to keep that as long as possible so right i mean i think i'm not sure if it stays the same this year but i'm pretty sure it's seven games yeah it's like six or seven something like that but i'm not sure if they're changing anything this year because of covid and everything i know a lot of rules are changing but i think that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of play with the the three year uh, ELCs. Like Gordon has like done a crazy job of kind of spacing them out so that they don't all end at the same time. So maybe like having one year burn off of Zach Jones' contract isn't the worst thing to happen this year because of the way that he's kind of spaced them all out. Like maybe he has more are expiring like when when Jones is supposed to expire. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not sure like how he's playing that. So I can't really tell you if Jones will stay in the lineup more or not. Um, but I, I mean, I, like I said, I, I said that I don't get the, the them putting in Zach Jones over Reunanen, but I kind of also agree with it. <laughs> like I, I like to get all those young guys in the, in, in the NHL, especially um, at this point of the season. Um, I like, I, I like that. I like, giving all these guys a chance to, sh- to show what they got. Mm-hmm. I, you you might get an argument saying like, okay, uh, leave Jones in there, but take out Hayek. Like, I don't, I don't really want to take out Hayek. Honestly. Yeah. To be honest. Playing because 
if the Kraken, the new team, does not draft Brett Howden, they might draft him. I'd rather have Julian Gauthier. I really would. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I would much rather have, keep Gauthier. Yeah. I, I mean, he hasn't played in weeks just because everyone else on the team has been playing so well. Um, and that's not, not a fault of his own. That's just like, you know, it's a good problem, I guess, for, from yeah. the team's perspective. 100%. And yeah. I think an, another good problem is the fact that even if you lose Hayek, like you're not losing any depth like at all. Right. We still had, again, we have Jones and Reunion. And then exactly. uh, Rekov, if, if he ever makes a jump to the NHL. Uh, there's other guys down there. Robert, Schneider. Braden Schneider. Yeah, Robertson. We're, yeah. we're good on the Too many guys. Good. Too many guys. <laughs> we're good on the blue line. We'd, I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather, if we lose somebody, I'd rather it be a defenseman because they're replaceable. The forwards, on the other hand, we have a lot of them, but not nearly as deep as the defenseman, if you get what I mean. Right, but you still want Howden out. <laughs> I mean, I, I like how, I mean, I like everybody else, you know. Howden, Howden's like on and off with, with me. Like sometimes he plays really well. And then other times it's just like, you know, he gets a terrible, he has a terrible shot. Like he has a great chance and then just like completely misses a wide open net or whatever. Um, <laughs> you don't have to wait too long for him to miss an empty net, to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just shoot. And it'll, it'll like, it'll, it'll, he'll get like, he'll like not get all of it. It'll, it'll like, he'll like whiff on it. Yeah. The whiff on it. Yeah. It's like, Come on, man. Really got to have that. <laughs> having that. Maybe having it, that you know what? Time. You know what? Things like that. Watching, I was watching a little bit of the LA Kings game yesterday and it, it, it was like, it was like food to my soul to see Anderson. He missed like this, like glorious, like it was, <laughs> it was like a, it was a wraparound chance and he had literally like like a third of the net open and he just like stuffs it into the goalie's pad. And I was like, Oh my oh, God. Like yes, wow. <laughs> you're bad. Did Byfield score? No, Byfield didn't score. But I actually wanted to bring this up. This episode, he had guess how much ice time he had? Twenty minutes. Seventeen minutes, bro. His first game, seventeen His first minutes. game minutes, wow. seventeen minutes, and like above four minutes of playoff time. Uh, not playoff, a uh, power play time. Well, the Kings aren't really going anywhere this year. I don't think so. So, you know. Yeah, he was playing second line minutes, bro. Wow. Surprised. And to be honest with you, I, I only watched like the beginning part of the game. I watched like the first period and a half. He looked he looked pretty comfortable. Like he was out there like making these crazy stick handling moves. Like he looked comfortable with the puck. Like I, I haven't seen any of our first year players come out of the gate and start dangling people. So, um he looked comfortable and and he wasn't too bad he he turned over the puck a couple times but <laughs> oh you live and you learn i think he played well um but yeah seeing that ice time i was like oh then again they have like no one else that they could play above him you know what i mean right the rangers are you know stack have, yeah have, have veteran guys like panarin strom buchnevich Kreider. it's like it's really difficult to put Kreider on the third line but that's what's happening right now, and this is going to transition to our next topic, which is that Lafreniere has been promoted to the first line with Zabanajed and Buchnevich, and boy, has he looked great. He's looked outstanding. 
Like his positioning is good. Forecheck is awesome. You know, these passes that he's making are good. He's helping them set, he's helping set up plays and, and stuff. Uh, that goal, the go ahead goal, the game winner against the Sabres, huge, huge. We needed that so badly. Yeah, I think his positioning is a, is a big thing that's kind of overlooked. Um, to be honest with you, I don't like to look at a lot of uh, like prospect reports because I feel like all of them are so, um, what's the word? kind of optimistic about the players abilities and they all kind of highlight all the best parts of their abilities but they don't really talk about any like drawbacks or like stuff like that so I don't really know what people were talking about about Lafreniere coming into the season um, other than like the fact that he scored a bajillion points (laughs) in juniors but um I think that he's played really sound uh, positional hockey and you can see it like a lot of his goals. Okay. You have the occasional like snipe where it shows his talent, but a lot of his goals have just been getting into areas where it puts you in a good position to score. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times it'll be like that dirty rebound that'll come out and he'll be right in the correct spot to put that in. Mm -hmm. He'll, he'll know exactly where his teammates are on the ice when the other team can't even read them. Like that pass he had to Zibanejad, um was like no one no one knew where he was except for Lafreniere you know what I mean so just like like his vision and his positioning to me have been the two things that stood out about his game and he 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 earned that spot in the first line and he's been doing a really really good job but he's on a nice little point scoring tear um and you love to see it you really do (laughs) Yeah, of course. I, I I hope to God that he keeps playing the way he does because he needs to be in that spot. He needs to be in that spot. And Kreider doesn't look too bad on the third line. I think he – I like him on the on the third line. Because his game is, is more of like a grind and pound, like sort of uh, get the pucks in deep, I'll right. come in, I'll hit you. Yeah. Like he's more of that player. Yes, he he's amazing in front of the net. He'll score 90% of his goals – from the front of the net, which is a kind of the type of player that you want on your third line. You know what I mean? Right. You need um, a gritty guy. Pretty so much. I think that he fits well there, to be honest with you. But yeah, the I, fact that he's extremely talented obviously puts him up on those top lines, which is fair. But also when you have other guys that kind of necess- not necessarily need that ice time, but have earned that ice time, um, he, he he works well on the third line. Right. Like Lafreniere has, has – is- is is skilled too like uh that goal he had to stuff in against philly that was a nice goal right it was a really nice goal like there there was really nothing there the shot wasn't there it was blocked off so he went like kind of around the net and went back towards the front and stuffed it in yeah that's a that's a creative play yeah 100 i think that's one of the the reasons why he's been one of the ways like you know reasons you know that you that show why he's he's deserving worthy of getting to the first line and I think the same thing for Kako Kako looks a lot more comfortable uh I don't know if you saw that ridiculous shift in oh, 100% eight. I did it was like a, almost a minute and 45 seconds or something like that featuring a fox dangle on the blue line which was yep. awesome and um you know a bunch of cycling and and shooting and scoring chances Kako took the puck from like the board or received the pass in the low in the high slot uh from someone and he just had no hesitation just shot it on the net and it almost went in it was like 
very close to beating the goalies, uh, Lukanen, his uh, blocker side between the arms, between his uh, arm and his body. That would have been a nice goal. That's what I want to see more from Kako. And then Lafreniere, again, like the passing, the vision, all of it, you know, things are coming together. Yeah, 100%. I think, I mean, we've talked about it all season, how Kako has kind of come into his own. But recently I've seen like a lot more of the kind of Kako that we were expecting. Um, And dude, that one play where Foxy kind of got handcuffed with the puck on the blue line and then automatically like just like he, he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to pass like I think Kako passed him the puck and kind of went towards the net on like that right like right circle and like Fox picked up that puck extremely quickly and just like dish it over to him really quick and oh for the one timer goal and he took the one timer yeah dude I was like oh yes (laughs) like 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 that button nut (laughs) (laughs) like that was that was awesome to see and I I haven't to be honest with you I haven't seen Kako take too many one timers so I love to see that like just just that he has the confidence to pull out something like that um, is awesome because usually he doesn't to be honest with you that was uh I was listening to that on the radio so like I was when that actually happened live I was listening on the radio and you know I was just like okay it seems like Kako was owning the puck at that point like he pretty much set up the entire play and Fox just had to dish it to him make a clean pass to him but Kako got the puck to Fox he skated around the net uh he put himself in a position to one time it past the goalie and you right. know just like saying like okay again maybe it's he's he's right there to putting it all together and by next season maybe you start to see the breakout maybe you start to see him break out for like 15 20 goals or something like that I mean yeah I think to be honest we've already seen him break out um in a, in a sense uh, obviously he's not putting up the points that we think he should be but I mean, you look at it as like, you look at, uh, you. Uh, I'm just saying this based on like those advanced stat graphs. <laughs> like you look at him last year, worst forward in the NHL by far. Like no one even close to him. And this year, like, I don't know. All I know is that bar graph, if you see red, bad. If you see blue, good. All right. <laughs> and he's getting a lot of blue graphs. All right. So that's what, that's what I'm liking from him. Yeah. Above, above. Going above. Up. Yes. We, we like the plus. We like the plus, not the minus. Yeah. Yes, I have no idea what it means. Yes, it's good. While okay. we're on the topic of Foxy dishing it to, to Kako, do you think that Foxy has run away with the Norris? If you don't pick Fox or Norris, there's something wrong with you, honestly. Really. No, like, I have no no idea. Like, they were saying on the radio, like, John Carlson is a minus seven. There was a minus seven. I don't know what he is now, but this was fairly recently, probably the last game, and okay. Fox is a plus 23. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's probably more now for Fox, but plus 23 to minus seven. <laughs> I know a lot of people don't respect plus minus rating, but you know what? It is important. It's important. I'm, I'm telling you. Ovechkin <laughs> had however many points one year and was a minus. Uh, it was like 2014 or 2015, whatever, right. one of those years. And, um, you know, people are saying, oh, yeah, plus minus does not mean that much. It it doesn't mean everything, but it's got value. And think about, yeah, yeah. And you, uh, 
there was a stat. It was crazy. Like, I think it was like 10 or 15 games in. The pair of Foxy and Lindgren hadn't given up a goal. Wow. In like 10 or 15 games. I forget what the exact number was, but I was like, Jesus. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like, I think he's definitely in the conversation, and I think he should win it. But then, did you see that graph? All that? It's like all over Twitter. It's basically like all. So they 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 had Fox and Hedman next to each other, and it was like a graph of like check marks and X's, and it was like has most points Fox, like best plus minus Fox, and like all these different stats, and they were like Fox. And then the last question was, but is it Victor Hedman? <laughs> and Hedman had the check mark for that one. <laughs> and it's kind of true though. Like you, you, we talked about it before. Like you just always like that guy with the uh with the name kind of always wins it but a guy like carlson who's always had that name it took him a while to get his to has he even won one yet no he, he carlson. honestly i think he should have won last year i think he should have won last year too but not to take anything from yossi because i think he's oh, yeah no, an no. amazing like amazing amazing player but like if you see a guy like carlson hasn't even won yet and then like foxy's gonna steal this one like that would be crazy Oh, but I think he's deserving of it. Really, I do. How many people have cups that, you know, before Lundqvist, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so that's true, too. I guess the same logic applies for that. Yeah, and Lundqvist only has one Vesna, bro. One Vesna, yeah, that's 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 lar- uh, larceny. Like, I, I don't know, that's just, oh, my God, <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand how. I don't understand how. You should have won back-to-back. 2013, he definitely should have won. Bobrovsky yeah. was good, but, you know, Lundqvist was just outstanding that year. Look what happened to Bobrovsky after that Vesna, though. <laughs> I mean, he was good. He was now good. He, he's a, he went downhill, like, very fast. He got another Vesna, actually. After that. It wasn't until now that he's starting to go down, going downhill. Yeah, I mean, he's I think. good on Columbus. You're talking about. He's good he, was, he was good on Columbus, yeah. Anyways, yeah, like, with, with the whole Fox thing, you know, I think the writers are, are not going to pick him because he's so young and it's just like, you know, oh, yeah, Dowdy. He's so legendary. He's be a <laughs> Hall of Famer. Like, oh, my God, really? So has anything Fox has done this year just, you know, going to be brushed aside? Like, he's doing some incredible things. He leads all defensemen in points. Like, there's no restrictions on that. Like, it's not even like a defenseman younger than the age of, like, 22. All right. defensemen, he has the most points, most assists, too. Right. What more does he need to do? He plays solid defensively, barely makes any mistakes. His plus minus is outstanding. I don't, I don't know what else this guy needs to do. And I've never seen, you know, aside from Lundqvist, I haven't seen a guy on the Rangers get, like, you know, get, like, an award. Like, never, we've never had a Hart Trophy winner or Ted Lindsay. Or Norris Trophy winner. We should have had a heart last year. Yeah, Panarin could have should have won that. And you could make the argument this year too that Panarin could win it. But I think for me, Fox needs to win the Norris. Yep. Yep. We have to keep. We should like do something like anytime the Rangers post something or NHL NHL post something on Instagram, we should like comment Fox for Norris or something like that. <laughs> Fox there's a, there's a lot of accounts doing that. <laughs> You should do something like that yeah. on everything, on Twitter and Instagram, and on all <laughs> NHL's posts. Vote Fox for North. Vote Fox for North. And I, I think I think you can't take away the fact as well that, like, in, in a way, I think Foxy's responsible for the way that this team has, has played this year. Obviously, there's a lot of other players at, at, at 
like that attribute to that. But the fact that he's on this roster and this team has made incredible strides this year and is on the brink of a playoff spot um, is, is, is really awesome. And a guy like Dowdy, who's on a team that's nowhere near that Carlson on a team that you expected to play like that. Right. Like no one really expected this from the Rangers and the fact that it's come out of nowhere and he's leading everyone is just like, come on. He's, He's so underrated, honestly, Fox. And I don't know if I want want that to stay like that. <laughs> it, you know, the way – I kind of feel the same way. Again, I'm going to reference baseball because, like, I always do. Like, DeGrom on the Mets, I feel – a lot of people joke that's, and say he's not the best pitcher in baseball. Just, like, you know, you're, you're a troll at this point. He's by far the best pitcher in baseball. And, like, Fox, like – I'm starting to feel the same way. Like, you know, he's young and this is, he, this is only his second year. And I'm already starting to feel like this is what we're going to see every year for the rest of his career. I'm starting to think that. What about Garrett Cole? <laughs> I mean, Cole is good. Cole is good, but it's just, he's like, if DeGrom is an S tier, he's an A tier, I guess. Damn, okay. DeGrom's like S as super special tier i don't know i haven't watched too much baseball but i've had i have watched garrett cole play and i could just say like the way that i've the only reason i think he's as good as he is is because like his mentality is kind of crazy like like you see him throw one bad pitch and he wants to literally like kill himself the grom's the same way he i haven't seen the ground i i actually should i should watch you watch you should watch when he starts like Honestly, the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's yeah. like a legendary pitcher at this point. He he tied the record for most strikeouts through five starts, and he has the most through four starts. He had 50 strikeouts through four starts. That's insane. Never wow. happens. Uh, yesterday, he pitched six innings, allowed three hits, gave up one run, one batter, and struck out nine batters. Wow. And he lost one nothing. Wow. Oh, lost because, oh because they couldn't hit. Damn. Not because of DeGrom. And he's still in the press conferences. He's saying, yeah, I made some bad pitches in the second inning. I wish I could have had that back. Like, you know, the start was amazing. For any other pitcher, it would be amazing. For him, that's, like, not as good. That's it's awesome, though. I like that. I love that mentality. Right. Like, he's saying, like, like what more do you need to do, man? Like stop! Don't put don't put it all on you. Like you, your team shit the bed on you. That's not your fault. You do right. it all the time. You come out and you perform, and we know it's gonna be six innings or more. Even even like the the Red Sox gave him a hard time. Like this was not an easy start. They made him throw a lot of pitches, and you know, like with like if you're doing all the work, this I feel the same way. I felt the same way about Lundquist. Uh, uh, Lundqvist and, and DeGrom are like, you know, the same for me. They do all the work, but their team continue, con- uh, constantly fails to bail them out. Yeah. Fails to, you know, provide the support they need to win the game. And you're wasting, you know, one of the best players, like, ever. Like, for the yeah. Rangers, it was Lundqvist, and for the Mets, it's DeGrom. And now, you know... With Fox, maybe he's going to start to change it because the Rangers are, you know, looking good as a younger team. Yeah, it's super frustrating to be in their position. But you can see, like, they they take it on their shoulders and they put it on themselves, which is an extremely, like, commendable thing. Like, Lundqvist never 
ever in his whole career blamed anyone for anything. Like, yeah, you see, like, obviously after he'll give up a goal in a big game, like you could see him yelling. You could see him yelling. Like, yes. But but in, in, in press conferences, he would never say anything bad about his teammates. And like, from what I'm hearing from you, DeGrom does the same thing. So the fact that like we're more frustrated with it than they are it like speaks so much to their character. But yeah, I think now moving forward, we have a lot of guys that are like on that caliber together. You know what I mean? And I think that's why it's so exciting. We have so many guys that are going to hit the ceiling of their careers at the same time. And that it was designed like that. Like the rebuild was, was for this. And I think that it's super exciting to see that all these guys kind of, budding and sprouting at the same time um is really awesome and then obviously with the leadership of older guys like Zabenajad and, and Panarin and Kreider who can help those players get to that point who might not necessarily be with that cup winning squad they might be but because they're not too they're not too much older right like I'm, I'm talking about a guy that's like 28 like he's like like 70 years old you know what I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah yeah it's, it's super exciting. I just want to see one of the – at least one of the Rangers' own draft picks, like Heedle, Kako, Kravtsov. I want to see one of them have – even if it's just one season. I get, like, they're, they're projected to – they have the potential to do way more. I just want to see that 20-goal season. I want to see them break out on their own. I don't want to see, a, like, a bust – I mean, I'm not worried about them being a bust, but at the same time, I am. Like, I want to see them take the next step. But at the same time, they're so young. Like, Lafreniere is, like, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like, Literally, like, we're older than him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Minnesota, that's a young team. They've already clinched the playoffs. But that's you know a- what's so funny about Minnesota? Going into the lottery draft um, – the lottery pick for first overall they it was need- so funny i was like i was like minnesota is the only team on this list that deserves <laughs> this ball and they freaking clinched a playoff <laughs> berth before any one of the other teams like how crazy is that right they clinched before the penguins that's what i'm saying dude. Right? it's insane they got a young a young squad over there in, uh, in minnesota and of course they got zuccarello tears exactly <laughs> The short king. Yeah, the short king. Rangers are not out of young prospects either. We oh, no, I think no. I think I think the question of if we have the the, the best prospect uh pool is you can't answer it the same way now because all of our guys have graduated. The Kravtsov's not a prospect anymore, Kako's not a prospect, Lafreniere's not a prospect, DeAndre Miller's not a prospect, Fox isn't a prospect. Like all these guys that, that were prospects are now on the team, so we don't have the deepest prospect pool anymore, even though our guys are so young. Right. But we did add one, Carl Hendrickson, more uh, to the to – the To the graduation team. squad. <laughs> yeah, to the graduation squad. <laughs> He's going to be soon. He signed his entry-level contract, uh, I believe, last week. Um, we don't know much about him. But I do know that he played with Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz in the juniors. And those That's two, all I need to hear. <laughs> those two guys are amazing. And they spoke very highly of him, of uh, Henriksen. So I think, I guess my prediction, so next year he'll, he'll be in the AHL. I don't think he'll be in the NHL. 
give him like maybe another year after after next year um and then he'll be in in there i guess uh but i see him being like a, a third liner third line center maybe who knows maybe he, maybe he'll be good for the second line if, if something happens to strong but uh i think i think Henriksen's more of a of a project i'd like to see him play well though so we'll we'll have to see all right yeah that's that's fair um i don't know much about him so i can't really say but i think that's a reasonable timetable but i wanted to talk about a little bit about like kind of tonight's game so we're recording this on thursday so we're playing the islanders tonight and it's a huge game literally like one of the biggest games we played all year if not the biggest it is the biggest it is the big every game from here on out is the biggest game but yeah this one yeah. is gonna outweigh like the all the other ones until we play the islanders again i believe we right one time right After. so you look at the standings and it's kind of depressing <laughs> like you look at so we have we have right now 58 points right yes and we're fifth in the metropolitan um, you look at the Canada division. If we if we were in the Canada division with the fifty eight points, we would be third place. If we were in the Central division, we would be fourth place. And if we were in the West division, we would be like the unanimous fourth pick. Yeah, fourth because the team in fourth right now has fifty points, and we have fifty eight, which is much more than any of the others. Right. So, <laughs> like, we really are in the group of death. Um, <laughs> but I, I kind of like that for this year, to be honest with you. Um, I like that we had this experience this year and we might be able to crack it. Honestly, if we win the, the next couple games against the Isles, uh, we play Boston two more times, um, maybe three. Um, so we definitely have some, some ground that we can, we can make up. We're th- 13th in the league right now. Yeah. We're 13th in the league and we're going to miss the playoffs. That's insane. Much. Right. Like, you know, Islanders have a game in hand on us. They're at 63. Bruins have two games in hand. They're at 62. The Rangers win tonight. It's striking distance. For 100%. Islanders. 100%. The Bruins aren't losing tonight. They're playing the Sabres. Oh, uh, they've lost before. Lost before, yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't see them losing tonight. Man. I'm just going is... assume that they win every game. It. it... I said it was depressing, but I also think that it's it's so exciting because like <laughs> like if if we were in any other position, we would make it, and we're so close in the position that we are that it's like what's gonna happen next year? Like we're gonna be a playoff team, no doubt next year. And if we're they not, better go back to the divisions. Like they, yeah, they have to. They have to next year. Not the COVID divisions. Yeah, and honestly. Have. I hated the the other ones too. I, I I like the I like the old format, the conference format, the one in eight, one versus eight. Right. Like I don't want to see. I don't like the division for like where it's one versus wild card and then two versus three. Yeah, I think I think it shook it up a little bit. I think you 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 honestly you do get a little bit more exciting matchups to be honest with you because. With the old format, you would kind of see the same matchups all the time, which wasn't really a bad thing. I think you kind of develop that rivalry, and it's really exciting to watch those those teams battle it out. But I'm not, like, totally against it. I think it brings some excitement to the game. Mm. Um, I think they did it for the fans um, to make, like, kind of bustle up the divisions um, and kind of see, like, those cross-divisional playoff series. Um, so... 
but in a way it kind of also takes that away so i don't know i i like the old one too to be honest with you i like the first eight teams make it and you just just play one verse eight two verse seven i like that um and we definitely would have made the playoffs with that sort of divisional um lineup this year um right so yeah the so the island the rangers and the islanders are playing two games in a row and in that time the bruins play the sabers twice and then the next game, they play the New Jersey Devils. Mm. So that's three wins for them right there, and we're screwed. And then after we play the Islanders twice, we play the Capitals, and the Islanders play the Sabres. Yeah. So See, see playing you know, the Capitals is just not fun. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not something we, we like need to be doing. Right I'm now. more pissed that they're playing, they're playing the Sabres. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't mind playing the teams like the Islanders and, and the Bruins because then at that point we hold our own destiny in our hands, right? Like, but when when those teams are playing like the, the bottom three teams and we get to play the top two teams, <laughs> it's kind of frustrating. But right. that's how um, the schedule was set up and we should have taken advantage of the games when we had them, right? We so, had a lot of one goal games this year and, and uh, we, we blew a lot of them. Yeah, against the Pens, okay. especially. Yeah, against the Penguins. Yeah, we should have won like three, at least three of those games. Dude, those first two games, we were by far the better team. Yeah, I know, I know. It's uh, man, so many, so many points lost in, in that, in that, like that time. Yeah, it's all good though. Like the fact that we're still so close is really exciting for the years to come. Yeah, they're not at it. They're not out of it. They're not dead yet. Right, right. There's fight in this club, and you know, who knows next year again. Maybe they need this, like that that 2011 kick in the ass, like where they barely made the playoffs and then the next year they were first place in almost yeah. President's Trophy. Yeah. Maybe we'll see that next year. Maybe we'll be we'll be one of those top teams, like like Vegas. You know what I kind of doubt it, see? but I doubt it. But it's I I could see it happening. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, we all you just need to get on one hot run, bro, and you're right up there. Right. Um, you know what? I, I kind of want to see like that that shootout game deciding like who makes the playoffs and who doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, that was yeah. my first year. Yeah. Oh my god, like, how be- electric would that be, especially this year? Oh my god, that'd be nuts. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> man. Like, He's like, no, don't put me through that. No, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to think about that, honestly. Hey, you know, it's going to come down to it. I think uh, I predicted that in one of the uh, uh, one of the other episodes. I think you might have, honestly. Yeah, I might have been like, you know what? It's going to come down to the last game. We're going to get into a shootout, and then we're going to lose. <laughs> okay, that would be heartbreaking, yes. But I don't see us losing a shootout. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Um, I don't know, oh, oh, man. We're, we're kind of on and off with the shootouts this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Longquist is always a kind of lock in goal for shootouts, to be honest with you. He was always I'm good. I'm worried about the scores. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I remember one time – I don't know why this is coming to my head right now. <laughs> Such a weird thought. But that one time Shankirk – they put Shankirk in. <laughs> um, I think it was against the Penguins. And he, he, he ended up scoring, but – because he like he shot it, it hit the goalie's pad, and then it hit his stick again, and then went oh, in. Who this was? It was actually Dan Boyle. 
Oh, it was Boyle. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So that was Dan Boyle. And then, like, we thought we won the game. Everyone goes to the locker room, and then they're like, uh, wait, you didn't win. <laughs> and then the Penguins won. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, uh, you touched the puck twice. Um, so, uh, you lost. <laughs> you were like, what? <laughs> I was pissed. Imagine something like that happens at the end of the game. <laughs> like we thought, we think we made the playoffs, and then they just come back, and they're like, "Uh, actually, no." <laughs> oh my God, that would that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be Murphy's law. <laughs> Anything that can happen will happen. All right, so Rangers two games against the Islanders. We need big wins, huge wins, the biggest of the season. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, we come back to you next week happy and not pissed off after two losses we want to see two wins so that's it for us we'll see you guys next week thanks everyone for tuning in stay tuned for more new york rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our instagram at the boys and blue 94 see you all next time you don't have to go home but you can't stay